From Blackfoot to Teton, we've got your District 6 breakdown right here on the East Idaho PrepCast with Lance Taylor. That's right. It's another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, your source for pulse-pounding adrenaline sports apparel and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash your inner beast. Those are uh, those are cool sunglasses, Lance. What were those frames? Is that is that wood on the side? Bamboo. Bamboo. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. I gotta hook you up with some, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Here right I now, we got um, seven different styles of uh, glasses, and we gotta hook you up. And of course, all our glasses can be found at Good to Go stores around East Idaho, as well as Bill's Bike and Run. You can yeah. find them at Bill's Bike and Run. No excuses. Of course, you can also go online to pureadrenalinemotorsports.com and check out the, the whole lineup of inventory that they have there as well. So uh, I'm Brandon Bainey, along with Lance Taylor. If you want to see the glasses that we're wearing, spoiler alert, Lance's are a lot cooler than mine. Uh, you can <laughs> you can you can catch that on the uh, video feed of this prep cast on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page. Uh, if you want an audio only, you can uh, listen at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. All right, Lance, we had state soccer last week, and uh, th- there were—I mean, there were a lot of crazy upsets. It seems like there are always upsets at state soccer, but now, especially that we had the max preps rankings and teams were actually seeded, I mean, we saw a ton of quote-unquote upsets in terms of yeah. lower seeded teams beating higher seeded teams. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, you know the state soccer tournament. It is always an interesting tournament uh, uh, to see that, and um, you know had some teams step up and you know win championships that hadn't won before. And I mean, it's it, of course it's the year, it's the time of year for that anyway. That's right. Well, of course the the three A boys state soccer tournament was wild on the opening day. Top seeded Sun Valley Community School lost. Yeah. Second seeded American Falls lost the fourth seed lost sugar salem the number three seed was the only higher seed to survive and advance and uh the diggers i think ultimately took advantage of that lance because they absolutely after after day one they rolled to the three yeah. state title they beat mccall donnelly in the championship five to one yeah yeah and then to bring home their first state title in soccer and so it was uh yeah you know, they went through, uh, they did what had to, had to be. And of course, you know, there's always got to be a couple stars aligned, you know, and the stars that aligned that time was, uh, you know, the two losses of higher seeds uh, in that opening round or the three losses. And so it was, uh, it, it was a little unexpected. Yeah. Three seed sugar versus a five seed McCall Donnelly yeah. in, the, in the championship match. Yeah. Um, Ricardo Contreras, uh, probably was the MVP of the tournament. I mean, he played so well for Sugar throughout yeah. all three matches. Uh, he had a hat trick in the in the state championship game. Kyle Brunson and Devin Peterson also scored for Sugar, and like we said, five to one yeah. win over McCall Dunley. They finished the year eighteen and three overall. Yeah, and and don't forget that Contreras and Brunson also are kickers on the football team, and so they their fall is not done <laughs> with soccer. They move on to the state football championships uh you know the start this week and so um anyway that's just kind of a little side note on that as well a chance to double dip maybe when it comes to state titles lance yeah yeah sugar always tends to have a uh, a soccer player that kicks for them and of course last year uh they they had crew clark that was not a soccer player but he was injured for a lot of the season 
And uh, so Sonny Benyon off the girls' soccer team came in and kicked and uh, uh, had a three field goal game plus two extra points in that same game. And her field goals were all, were all over 30 yards in that. So that was, so, of course, she's playing college soccer and softball now. But Yep. Uh, that, that, was, that was a great story last year for sure. Uh, real, real quickly, the Sugar Salem girls took third place. They beat Teton, uh, went to penalty kicks. So yeah, uh, fate, fate aligned that Sugar and Teton would meet up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great matchup. I mean, that matchup could have very well been a state championship type matchup all year long. You know, that was a good matchup. Absolutely. The Skyline girls took third at the 4A uh, state tournament. They beat Bishop Kelly in overtime, two to one. I think a lot of people thought that could be a potential state championship matchup sure. as well. But uh, Skyline took Skyline third. looked really good this year. Skyline was a good team. Skyline was very athletic. And of course, soccer is a sport, a sport that requires uh, good athleticism anyway. You know, you got to be in good shape to play soccer. And they seemed like athletes amongst athletes you know they were they were very very good and tough this year yep so it was nice to see east idaho bring home some plofies as we said last week plofies. <laughs> plaque trophies uh, <laughs> from, from state all right well more more plofies are going to be handed out this week at the uh, state volleyball tournaments all happening up north at Coeur d'Alene and, and Lakeland High School in Rathrum, as well as Lewiston. Uh, if you're following along on the video, we've got the brackets. We'll put them up on the screen so you can kind of follow along with us as we kind of break things down. Um, if you are listening uh, and it's hard to follow along, you can go to our website, idahosports.com. We've got all those brackets on the homepage, and we will be updating those brackets as well as we get results from state volleyball and, and state football playoffs. So those brackets are constantly being updated as well. So check back early and often at idahosports.com for all your uh, bracket needs. Let's go ahead and start with the, let's see, I got to make sure I got the right thing up here. The 5A state volleyball tournament taking place at Coeur d'Alene High School, Friday and Saturday. Uh, right away, we see Thunder Ridge, the number five seed overall. Uh, they were the runner-up at district to Madison, and they will take on fourth-seeded Eagle in the opening round. I actually kind of like this matchup for Thunder Ridge. Yeah, I do too. I think this is one that Thunder Ridge feels going into this that they can win. Uh, of course, they find themselves in the same side of the bracket as, uh, you know, as, as the team, you know, in Skyview that a lot of people feel will kind of run through this tournament, which which I feel the same way. Uh, they're, they're that good. But uh, you got to get past first round to even get a chance to potentially play them. And, uh, and I think Thunder Ridge uh, will find themselves uh, in the winner's bracket. Yep. So, uh, yes, of course, number one, uh, Skyview, the the heavy favorite. Uh, this is kind of their deal here at the 5A state tournament. Uh, yes. So number four, Eagle, number five, Thunder Ridge on the top half of the bracket. As we move to the bottom, Madison wins the district tournament. They get the number three seed overall. They have to play sixth seeded Mountain View. I'll be honest, Lance. I don't like this matchup for Madison. I, I think Thunder Ridge got a better matchup than than Madison did. I, Mountain View is very sneaky. They've got a lot of athletes that that play basketball as well. And we know how talented their basketball program has been the past couple of yeah. years. I, I don't know. This is a dangerous matchup to me for Madison. Yeah, it is. I still think Madison comes away with this one. Uh, in, in fact, I, I think your winner's bracket going in the second round is Skyview, uh, Thunder Ridge, Madison, and Pulse Falls. I think that is your second round uh, winner's bracket. Uh, but I think Madison definitely has a tougher uh, road to hoe than, or, uh, road to hoe than uh, Thunder Ridge does. 
Yeah, and and of course, post falls the two seed at the bottom. There, they're pretty much playing at home, right? Of course, yep, that's right. That's they right. Have, they have a big advantage there. So we'll see how Madison and Thunder Ridge can do at the five A uh, state tournament. But like we said, Skyview, the overwhelming favorite. They've just been so yeah. dominant this year, uh, nationally ranked at one point this year. So yeah. uh, let's move on to the four. I think the ultimate state matchup would be Sugar Salem Skyview. That would be, I, I, or at least that's the ultimate matchup as far as what people I think really want to see. You know, yeah, of course we're not going to see it, but it, it would be a lot of fun. Well, and that's kind of what I was asking uh, on some of our other prep casts this week, Lance. I was like, couldn't Skyview and Sugar just hang out for like an extra hour after State is done just to have this match? Uh, yeah. Because it is everybody wants to see it. The, the two, but of course, neither one of them have won this year yet. Have won the state championship, so. Um, you know, they've got to get through their own sizes to even really have that conversation. That's true. I guess we don't want to put that cart before the horse, right? Lance? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Let's look at the 4A bracket where uh, <laughs> Skyline, they're thinking, what do we got to do to avoid going to state and playing a conference opponent for the sixth or seventh time? We've got an all-District 6 showdown in the opening round. Uh, number two uh, seed Bonneville. They won the district title, of course, taking yep. on seventh seeded Skyline, who won that play in match over Valley View to qualify for state for the first time since 2006. Lance. Yeah, I was going to say they have not been there for years. And so this is a big deal for Skyline to get there. And you know what? When you ride in on a high like that, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah, Skyline came into districts, I think it's the the four seed or maybe the three seed, but they definitely three knocked seed. Yeah, they knocked off some some higher seeded teams along the way, uh beat yeah. Valley View in that play in match. But here again, going to state, playing a conference opponent. It happened last year in basketball, at least with the max preps rankings. I, I, I it's a little easier to stomach, isn't it, than just oh yeah, yep, here's the predetermined bracket the IHS yeah. set out. Yeah, because there's nothing to blame it on. You know, you look at it and you say, Yeah, we would have preferred a different first round matchup and that Bonneville I think is thinking the same thing, you know, that, that it'd be nice to play somebody else. However, I think if you are Bonneville, you look and say, Hey, we're, we're going to, we're going to blow through this first round and, uh, and on to the second. Now I think Bonneville wins that match. If I was again, and I, I use the term, if I was putting Vegas money on it, I would put my Vegas money on Bonneville in that the skyline is coming in on a high. When you haven't been to the tournament for that long, there's just a, a certain energy that you bring in with you that sometimes others don't. Uh, but, uh, you know, that energy can work for you or against you. But 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 I think that opening round match with Bonneville and Skyline is going to be a, a better match than a lot of people think it's going to be. Yep. Uh, this, to me, is the most wide-open tournament, Lance. Uh, Wood River is the number one seed and kind of the de facto favorite. But I look at Columbia at number four, Twin Falls at number three, Bonneville, of course, at number two, and even even Century at number six, right? That's a championship pedigree program. I really it, think oh, it is. In fact, in fact, to be honest with you, I think that um, uh, the the Twin Falls uh, out of the top, you know, four seeds. I think Twin might be the spoiler in that group. Yeah, I, I think this is the most wide open tournament. <laughs> so just like four A football, <laughs> kind of yeah. wide open and unpredictable. That's right. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So that's right. That's the 4A state tournament taking place at Post Falls High School Friday and Saturday. 3A, all right, here it is. Sugar Salem, number one team, heavy favorite. They're going to play the number eight seed, Snake River, in their tournament opener. Do you, do you look at anybody else? I mean, Fruitland has had a nice season. There was one week where Fruitland actually was the top-ranked team in the coaches' poll. I'm not yeah. sure how that happened. but um, do, do you look at any of these other teams that could give Sugar a push? 
I think I think Fruitland uh, is really is really the team that could, and of course that wouldn't be until a uh, championship matchup anyway. If that were to happen, if those two were to play, that's the only reason. I mean, that's the only way they could play as far as the winners bracket goes. It's the only way they could play. Um, I, I think Snake River had to be pretty disappointed uh, when they looked at the first round matchup. Uh, Snake River's got a pretty decent team. Uh, they won District Five. And uh, but they've played Sugar twice this year, and Sugar beat them 3-0 both times. Uh, I, I just think when you look at that bracket, if you fall on that same side as Sugar, that um, you unfortunately are are um, you know not necessarily happy with that. Uh, uh, re really, one of the sad things of this tournament is is that District Six only got one team in. Uh, South Fremont had a good volleyball team this year very good volleyball team in fact i think they're probably better than most on their ranked five through eight so um it, it was a shame that they only got one team in from that conference yeah i i uh we talked about that all throughout the season that south fremont was a good team yeah there's it's 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 definitely a top heavy field you know i look at weezer who beat filer in the play-in match you know i thought Filer yeah. was pretty good that kind of surprised me filer came over to east idaho and competed in several tournaments over here this year yeah. and really helped well, yeah and it surprised me too you know filer's another one of those volleyball teams that has a lot of volleyball basketball crossover players yeah. and their basketball team is going to be very good this year <clears throat> and uh, I expected to see Tyler here in the uh, state championships. Yep. So, I, I, again, Sugar Salem comes in 35-0. and 0. I think they've only dropped four or five sets all year. Yeah, all like year six. long, yeah. So, yeah, Sugar the heavy favorite there. That's at Lake City High School in Coeur d'Alene, the 3A state volleyball tournament there. So, uh, 2A bracket looks like this. Uh, from District Six, we see Ryrie, who kind of, you know, kind of quietly. They haven't gotten much acclaim or fanfare this year, but uh, Ryrie, Ryrie comes in as the number three seed overall. They will play sixth seeded Tampa Christian. I really like this matchup for Ryrie. Yeah, I do too. And uh, you know, Ryrie, Ryrie's one of those gutsy little programs. They're uh, they're doing very well. Uh, of course, they could potentially, you know, face uh, conference opponent West Jefferson. Uh, in the second round and either the winner or the loser's bracket. It is possible uh, in that. But I think Ryrie takes that opening round. But, uh, uh, you know, you got a, a you know, good West Side team that you could potentially meet up in the championship with. Um, I think Melba does take care of West Jefferson in that first round. So I think we'll see a Ryrie-Melba. And uh, I think Cole Valley is going to step up and knock off Orofino. Uh, if that was, um, you know, as you look at the competition and so forth, I think Cole, Cole Valley – is a little bit better than their five seed shows. Okay, wow. So uh, on all the other prep casts that I've been breaking down these brackets, Lance, I like Orofino to win the title. That's my dark horse pick to win it all. So we'll see. Yeah, and I, and I think Cole Valley wins that opening match, and I, I think Westside goes through and wins this thing. Yep, Westside is the defending champs. They're the number one seed overall. Uh, Napa Christian, I will mention quickly for Ryrie in that play-in match uh, or, or that first-round matchup, three versus six. Napa Christian did have to win a state play-in match against Bear Lake, the uh, defending runner-up from a year ago, and a very good That's team. Right. And, they, and they swept Bear Lake 3 nothing. So yeah. you know, Napa, Napa Christian's no slouch either. And West J, as you said, uh, the number seven seed, they will play second-seeded Melba. That is a tall order in the opening round. Yes, it is. Yeah, two A state tournament in Lakeland at Lakeland High School in Rathdrum, one A D one bracket. Uh, looks like Grace 
Number six seed, I think that's pretty dangerous, right? We, we saw what happened when Grace gets hot last year at State Volleyball, right? Yeah, well, you know, Grace is a pretty big 1A D1 school. <clears throat> so they've got, they've got some fairly good athletes to choose from. And, uh, and, and I just think, you know, when you look at, at what Grace brings to the table from a competitive standpoint, <clears throat> I think Murtaugh had to be maybe a little disappointed with that matchup. I, I actually like Grace in that matchup. I do too. Grace, just when they get to state, they just know how to win. So uh, Grace Grizzlies, number six seed overall. Uh, in terms of the overall tournament, uh, Troy up top is the number one seed is uh, very tough. They have Morgan Blazard, who's going to go to Eastern Washington University to play volleyball next year, which is pretty remarkable from a 1A school like Troy. Um, yeah. So so I think Troy is the favorite, but I, I think Grace could easily you know, win a match or two and and find themselves playing for the championship as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think grace, in fact, grace is kind of my, my dark horse pick in this to potentially win the whole thing. If okay. I just, you know, pick a dark horse out of it. I like it. Okay. All right. I've got Orofino. You've got grace. Here's the one, a D two bracket where uh, again, you know, I, I think East Idaho is very well represented. You've got Mackie is the number three seed overall. They won the district. Rockland, the district runner-up, is the number four seed. I think that speaks yeah. to the strength of the league this year. Yeah, it does. And, of course, those two could only meet, as far as the winner's bracket goes, could only meet in the championship game. And that would be a pretty decent championship matchup, I believe, as well. Horseshoe Bend right now is going through a group of some really good athletes uh, in their schools, you know, and we know that's up and down. It's up and down at every high school, but particularly when you get to the 1As, um, just kind of you know depends on on that given year but uh horseshoe bend um i i believe horseshoe bend goes through and wins this whole thing i i agree and and the scary part is is like their their best players are like freshmen and sophomores Lance. yeah that's right they're gonna that's right which you out. see a lot at the 1a d2 and 1a d1 levels you, you see it in every sport a lot of freshmen on their rosters Yep. So I think Horseshoe Bend could be around for for several years to come. They're the number one overall seed. Rockland, as the number four seed, gets to play the fifth seed, Kendrick. They won the district up north, District Two, and then Matt. I, I like Mackey to meet up with Horseshoe Bend for the championship. I've been really high on this Mackey team all year. They're the number three seed overall. They'll play sixth seeded Carey. Now we hear Carey and we think, oh yeah, Carey's good at everything. Well, Carey yeah. Carey went into districts as the number five seed at districts, yeah. and it was a wild championship number five carry played number seven hansen that's how many crazy upsets there were at districts and those are the two teams that, yeah. that made it out of there so I, I like this matchup for Mackey. i think they would have been the two seed if they hadn't had to have forfeited some of those conference matches because of COVID 19 and stuff that's right that's right and uh, you know Mackey, uh Mackey very well could go through and win that and uh, when we get to Council and Deary, I just don't know as much about them other than their seedings uh, as I do Mackey and Kerry. Uh, so, so I'm going to put Mackey in that state championship matchup with Horseshoe Bend as well. Yep. The one thing about Council is they've got one of the best coaches around, Paula Tucker. She used to be at Salmon River High School where she coached volleyball, girls basketball, and was the athletic director. She's yeah. now moved to Council and is doing all of those things as well. And you're seeing the dividends. Yeah. Uh, almost immediately so well and, and she was at, at uh, 
<laughs> she was at Salmon River during some very good years for Salmon River. <laughs> yes, she yeah that she she knows how to build the winners and girls. <laughs> yes, for sure. So that's a look at the uh, the state volleyball brackets. Good luck to all the teams from East Idaho that are going to be competing. It's going to be really fun to watch, and uh, I feel confident saying at least one team is probably going to bring back a, a state championship plophy. Um, yeah. and maybe, maybe more. We'll see. We're getting a trademark on that word, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. We do. We need to file a patent. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, let's move to football now, Lance, where we've got, this is where I really wanted to pick your brain. Cause you're so good at breaking down these matchups and analyzing and all this good stuff. So let's talk about the five, a ranks, uh, where we had this crazy three-way tie for first place between Rigby Madison and Highland because Highland knocked out Idaho Falls and Tigers don't make the playoffs. Yeah, but Madison, a shocker. Not that Highland beat them, but as good as Idaho Falls started, that they did not make the playoffs. That was. I'll admit, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, we were talking about them as a shoe in <laughs> several weeks ago. You know, I, and wow. I think the train kind of went off the tracks after that whole Rigby deal with Idaho Falls. I really yeah. do. Yeah, it did. Plus, I mean, obviously. Starting with the rugby week, the schedule got took a whole different step. You know, I mean, it, the 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 level went up significantly. That's true as well. It could just be the schedule got much tougher. But how how about Madison? They are three and zero since they've made this quarterback change and, and moved Ben Dredge from running back to quarterback, including a win over Rigby last Friday. The shocker of the weekend. I mean, shock of the weekend was Madison over Rigby, and and Lauren Jensen and I were were calling uh, the Firth at at North Fremont game, which was also one of the most unbelievable endings uh, I've seen in a couple of years. But, but uh, uh, we kept getting updates on the Madison score. Lauren would show me on his phone and we're just going, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Because I mean, this is one that it, it, if it would have had a Vegas spread of 21 points of minus 21 for, uh, for Rigby, nine out of 10 people would have taken Rigby with that spread. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for Madison to step up and win it, it was just incredible. Yeah, that's right. Rigby had the lead. Madison came back. They came up with the big sack, strip sack fumble recovery uh, as Rigby was trying to march down the field to score potentially the game-winning touchdown. And then I know as well, Rigby thought they had scored the game-winning touchdown, got called back on a holding penalty um, that kind of dampened their spirits a little bit as well. So, Well, and I think the change of quarterback has been really the key for Madison. I agree. I think it's been huge, and and you don't have. A, I mean, kudos to the coaching staff. A lot of coaching staffs don't have uh, uh, necessarily the guts to make that call. You know, they don't want to hurt feelings. They, uh, <laughs> you know, want to kind of keep people where they are and kind of ride that horse through. And uh, I love it when a coaching staff looks and says, "Hey, listen, we've got to win, and this is what gives us the best opportunity to do that." Yeah, they've got the intestinal fortitude, Lance. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. and you know they take a lot of flack. The mm -hmm. very first game that that happened, you know there's a lot of flack for that. But yep. uh, uh, this is where they say, bring it. <laughs> Absolutely. So if we look at this bracket, uh, Rigby did end up on the right side of the tiebreaker. They basically, it came down to a points differential system, plus or minus 14 points uh, against everybody. And so Rigby... Uh, by virtue of that dominant win over Highland, got the number one spot. Highland finishes second because they beat Madison head-to-head, -head, and Madison takes the third seat. So Madison has to travel for the opening round. They've got a tough task ahead of them. They'll go play Meridian, a Warriors team that's dripping with talent. They've had a lot of injuries this year, Lance, especially at the quarterback position. Where Yeah, because they started out tough. In fact, they started out in a way that I looked and said, wow, this, this team might run through, but – 
just didn't happen with the injuries. Yeah, so so Malachi Martinez, senior quarterback, uh, has been out with uh, several injuries this year. His younger brother, freshman Zeke Martinez, has stepped in and kind of taken the reins. And now all of a sudden Malachi is back. So that could be a big factor for Meridian now that they've got the senior quarterback back, Malachi Martinez. I, I think Madison can match up well if they can keep it a low-scoring game. Yeah, that's right. When it's a low-scoring game with Meridian, they tend to struggle. So yeah, yep, I I think very much so. And I I uh, again, that's what if I was putting money on, I put it on Meridian. But but Madison very well might go through. That's a, that's more of a pick'em game than it is a point spread game. Uh, you know, if someone was putting some money on it, I think uh, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what though. I I think the upset in the opening round is I think Capital will down Lewiston. Okay, wow, I've got Lewiston there, so that's interesting. I, yep, I, capital, I, uh, I think capital might be undercoached a little bit uh, when they get their talent together um, and going C- capitals, good team. Well, and they, of course they've got the team of destiny thing going on as their longtime head coach, Todd Simmis uh, told the team last week that, Hey, this is my last season. At yeah. I'm retiring. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's uh yeah, you know, and I, I, I don't say undercoached in a way that, uh, uh, to cr- try to you know degrade the coaching staff by any means uh, like that. What I mean is just that I, I I think they got more talent overall than what they have uh, been given credit for. Okay, I think it goes chalk in this first round. Personally, I like all the the home teams to win, and then wow. my big upset I've got in the next round is Highland. I've got Highland knocking out Rocky Mountain. In that very round. well could happen. I mean, Rocky ended up, uh, you know, losing their last game of the regular season as well as they dropped or as they played Mountain View twice yep. this year. And uh, Mountain View eclipsed them both times. Low scoring game last game for sure. Uh, but but I think um, I, I, I can't argue with you. I, I, I think Highland gets past uh, gets past Skyview uh, actually fairly easily. Uh, but but I cannot argue with Highland over Rocky in the second round. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how it all shakes out. But Madison, uh, I'll be honest, probably wasn't on anybody's radar coming into the season in terms of because they had a really tough year last year and lost a lot of players' graduations. So it's nice yeah. to see the Bobcats competing at state. Well, they got a good they got a new coaching staff this year. They started out with a win over Bear River, you know, out of Utah in the Rocky Mountain Rumble, um, and uh, and you know, and then you know they went up up north, picked up a loss the next week. Uh, but then came back and got another win. And I think, I think with Madison, it takes you a little while to learn a new program. They got a new coaching staff. You know, I think, I think anytime you learn in a new program, it's a little bit different and you're trying to plug in some positions for athletes that you lost. And and I just think Madison got it figured out. I just think they finally got it figured out. Yeah. Chandler Rhodes, first year coach at Madison has done a, a tremendous job for sure. The 4A bracket, this, this is the big one, 16 teams. So if you're watching this on the video, you might want to go full screen so you can see the teams a little more clearly because this bracket is ginormous. Uh, let's let's just start at the top and work our way down until we until we hit a team from District 6, which would be uh, the 8-9 game. Shelly finishes, uh, I think technically Shelly finishes third in the conference. Yeah. They, they yeah. lost the skyline 14-12 to when they tried to go for a two-point conversion to tie it and didn't convert. So Shelly finishes third, but because of the strength of the conference, they're still the number eight seed overall. Yeah. They'll have a home playoff game against ninth seeded Preston uh, Friday night in Shelly, seven o'clock. This is a rematch of a game we saw earlier this season that the Russets won. 
Yeah, it's a game that started the season out for both these teams, actually. And uh, Shelley knocked off Preston. And, uh, you know, it was it, it was really that first week that people started looking and saying, hey, Shelley, Shelley might have something this year. And then they proved it. They did go through a little bit of a slide uh, towards the end of the season. But I, I, I think Shelley steps up and wins this game. I do too. Pre- Preston is kind of like Shelly this year. Every game has been close. They're they're just pulling pulling it out of the fire. It seems like uh, time and again, yeah. when these teams met in August, it was a fifteen to six Shelly win. So yeah. pretty tight. Yeah. But I I think the Russets win this matchup for sure. Yeah. Yep. I do too. So and, and we- I, I've actually had a chance to watch both teams this year. Uh, uh, I watched both teams against Sugar Salem. Of course, Shelly won that game, uh, and then. Uh, Sugar beat Preston when those two two played, and I think uh, I think either one of those matchups would be good right now too, because I think Sugar out of those three teams, of course they're three A, but I think they're they're a different team at the end of the year than they were at the first, much different. The winner of that game more than likely going to have to go to number one Sandpoint for the quarterfinal, yeah. which is a long trip up north. But yeah, if Mountain Home beats Sandpoint, I will be. Um, extremely surprised i i would probably take a 26 point spread and put it on sandpoint (laughs) here's the thing with mountain home okay i'm not trying to disparage them or anything but they should not be in the playoffs they shouldn't the only reason they're in is because their conference automatically gets three bids and mountain home basically had third place wrapped up within the first three weeks of the season because their first three games were conference games because I don't know why. They beat Burley in the season opener. It was a conference game. They won 28-21. I think if they played Burley last week, Burley wins in a blowout. So yeah. Mountain Home. Well, and, they got, and Mountain Home got blown out last week. They got yes. blown out by a sugar team uh, 45 to nothing. Yeah. And so, I mean, I uh, I agree with you there. I agree with I you just, there. It's the way it is with the predetermined you know bids for leagues and yeah. stuff. All right, as we move further down the bracket, we see Blackfoot, the district champs. They uh, they had a, t- a tight win and and combined with the uh, the Skyline win over Shelley, since Blackfoot beat Skyline head to head, then Blackfoot wins the league. And because of that, the league champions automatically get the top five seeds. I know there was a lot of confusion because Blackfoot's max preps ranking was somewhere in the 10 to 11 range. And all of a sudden people, yeah. how come Blackfoot gets a five seed? Well, because they won their district. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like, by the way. I like rewarding yeah. the district. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I do too. And I, you know, Black Blackfoot is the team that I call the schizophrenic team. <laughs> right. The, you, you never know for sure who's going to show up for them. Uh, you know, they they go and they beat a uh, uh, a Skyline team that, even though Skyline struggled at times this year, uh, <clears throat> Skyline was still a, a very formidable team. And in fact, they played uh, Rigby quite tough. <clears throat> you know, this year. And and Blackfoot uh, beats him. In fact, I was on the call for that game. Uh, and then they go down and they lose to not that great of a Preston team the next week. And uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, I I think that you know when when you look at at a Blackfoot, I think Blackfoot you could look and say this team at times is good enough to win this whole thing. They're also the kind of team that could go out in the first round. It's just. Just depends on who shows up. Yeah, you mentioned Rigby. Blackfoot also played Rigby very tough. Uh, Rig- Rigby yeah. uh, needed a late field goal to basically secure that win. So, yeah. T- speaking of schizophrenia, and uh, Middleton is in the same boat. They just yeah. one week look great, 
next week look awful. They can't stop anybody is their problem. Their defense is horrendous. They lost to Nampa 52 to 50. They're giving up, you know, 20, 30 points to teams like Ridgeview and Caldwell. And like, that's not going to fly. So I, I, I like Blackfoot in this matchup because at least Blackfoot's defense can stop some people. I think. Well, the yeah. And, and one of the places where Middleton gets hurt is their corners consistently get burned. Yeah. And uh, and Blackfoot's got some very very good receivers. So so as as long as as long as we get some accurate passing out of Blackfoot, uh, I think Blackfoot handily uh, wins this game against Middleton. Well, with uh, Halloween rapidly approaching, Lance, this is the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde matchup, right? It is. Black, Blackfoot and Middleton. Who's who's going to be the scientist and who's going to be the monster? We'll find. Yeah, out. Well, we just don't. We just do not know. I think the bottom half of the bracket. Uh, is a little that actually has a little more known factors to it. Yes, I agree. As we move to the bottom half of the bracket, we see Bonneville right away, the number 15 seed overall. They got that final at large yeah. spot like I thought they would. I thought that even if they lost and kept it close, which they did, they would get that last spot. Uh, Century, of course, isn't too happy because Century and Bonneville both finished with two wins and Century beat Bonneville head to head. So they're saying, what gives? How come they're in and we're not? And I couldn't tell you. But yeah. Bonneville is in, but having to play number two Pocatello, that's a tough task. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Bonneville's a one and done in this, but kudos to Bonneville for getting there. You know, this was a this was a program that came in winless from last year. Uh, and they ended up, uh, you know, their their first win this year was over a uh, at the time a storming Shelly team. <laughs> that was very good. That was five and zero coming into that game. Uh, Bonneville steps up and wins that, and I think uh, uh, Bonneville. This uh, th this was a step in the right direction for their program, but I think uh, Pocatello lays it to them. And you can see it the the progress with second year head coach Kevin Kemp. He's done a tremendous job yeah. with with Bonneville. Uh, the final matchup for for a District 6 team is four of the five teams from the league got in this year, which is pretty mm -hmm. remarkable, is Skyline, the defending state champs. They are, to me, the biggest wild card in this whole thing. because I think so, too, because Skyline at times is good enough to win this whole thing. Yeah. And at times they're good enough, or I mean, they're bad enough to get beat by, well, I won't say Mountain Home, but. <laughs> getting beat by potentially Lakeland, you know, yeah. uh, but, but Bonneville's got to show something a little different when it comes to consistency um, uh, this year, because we know they have the talent. Yep. Skyline, the number six seed will play 11th seeded Lakeland inside Holt arena. That is going to be a Thursday night game at eight 30 second game of the twin bill. Uh, Firth and Aberdeen have the first game and for Lakeland, it's a long trip and that should play into Skyline's favor. Lakeland, uh, I think they have good skill guys, but their offensive line is small, and they struggle protecting the quarterback. That, to me, plays right into Skyline's strength, which is their front seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sky, I, I mean, I have Skyline winning this game. Uh, uh, however, again, Sky, Skyline's got to show up and play. They've, they've got to be the Skyline that we know they can be, uh, right. not the Skyline that they sometimes – or not right well for halloween uh maybe they can wear the costume of last year's state championship winning team right yeah yep. yeah all right i don't feel it i don't feel comfortable making any predictions beyond this opening round because it is such a toss-up we'll we'll talk about matchup. well I'll, I'll tell you my dark horse to win this entire thing is minico i think i think minico uh might step up and and bring that uh state championship hardware home uh so that's uh, they're my dark horse in the foray I've got like 9, 10, 11, 12, 
13, 14. I've got 13 of the 16 teams that could be in the championship game, Lance. I really do think yeah. so. like it's very wide open. Yeah. It's I'm not saying they're all gonna win, but they could at least be playing for the championship. So yeah, yeah. Holy smokes. Let's go to the 3A bracket where there's still a lot to be filled in, right? You'll look at this bracket and you'll notice that Sugar Salem isn't on there. And that's because Sugar won their district, got a first round bye, but because they reseed the teams one through eight after this opening round, we don't know where Sugar's going to fall yet. So we can't put them in. We know Homedale's number one. We know Gooding's number two. And beyond that, it kind of depends on who wins some of these play-in games. So you're going to look at it. You're not going to see Sugar Salem. As soon as we know where they're seated, they'll be put on the bracket. But they get a nice buy to enjoy the week off. And then we have South Fremont hosting Kellogg. This is a pair of runner-ups. Uh, South Fremont took second in District 6. Kellogg took second in District 1. This is a neutral site game at Madison Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Well, it's neutral site, but let's call it what it is. It's a home game for South. Right. Uh, you know, just having to go to Madison. And I think South wins this matchup. I think their competition has been better throughout the year. I think South is, uh, uh, you know, is, is is just a bigger threat on the field. And this this should actually be a, a, a very good ball game. But I think South comes away with that. I see on the opposite. This is my upset special. I like Kellogg, even though they're having to travel down here to play it. Uh, South Fremont, what's given them problems all year? Athletic quarterbacks that can make plays. Kellogg has one of the best quarterbacks up north, regardless of classification, yeah. in Ripley Luna. And if Ripley Luna can can get outside and make some plays, South Fremont could be in trouble. I just South Fremont to me, I thought was going to be a really solid, strong team, and they kind of hit that lull in the middle of the season, and they've they've been a hard team to figure out for me. Yeah, they have been a hard team to figure out. I mean, and, and that that lull kind of fizzled into the rest of the season as well. I mean, they did finish with a victory at, at Teton, but so did everybody else this year um, who played Teton. And, you know, Teton was down th th this year. But I I, I think South um, – I, I think South's in a position that, uh, that they really control their own fate because I think South is good enough uh, to do some significant things in this playoffs. I, I don't think they're good enough to win it. Uh, but I think South can do some significant things in this playoff, and I think they can step up and, and shock some team. But again, they've got to be motivated. They've got to be extra motivated uh, as they go into this ball game. Yep. Uh, well, it could be just like last year, right? South Fremont came in kind of unheralded and got to the semifinals. So yeah, yeah, they did, which was the farthest that they've actually ever gone in the yeah. state football tournament. When you consider how many athletes have come out of that that school and played. Uh, not just college ball, but some NFL ball, uh, you know, people like Jason Buck, <laughs> you right. know, as an example, the Allen trophy winner went and won a Super Bowl ring with the Washington Redskins uh, played in a Super Bowl. Uh, of course was a starter on the Redskins team was a starter with the Bengals played in the Super Bowl and lost to the Niners uh, in that they've had a number of players go to university of Oregon and, uh, and play football as, as well. I mean, this is a, a pretty storied program for having only reached the semis. Um, before and so um it, you know and, and, I, and i think this year is is potentially a year they look at and say you know what we might be able to get back there yep i i agree they they have that potential for sure uh well we'll see we'll see if my upset special if it if it's wrong i'll gladly own it next week and you can you can let me have it lance all right okay <laughs> that's good. okay you can let me have it if i live so <laughs> <laughs> that's right Okay, before we move on and show the 2A bracket, tell me a little bit about this Firth-North Fremont game you were broadcasting last week that decided the, the, the district title. 
well, there's three minutes, 18 seconds on the clock. Ryrie had the ball and, uh, and was down by two scores. And uh, they throw a touchdown. Uh, they come back. They end up throwing a touchdown. Or, well, well, then they get a stop uh, down inside uh, with roughly a minute to go down inside the five-yard line. And uh, Firth choose to go for it rather than a kick a field goal. And they've got a good kicking game. They kick an ex- kick the extra point on each of their touchdowns. And, and then uh, uh, Jordan Lenz just leads them back uh, to a fantastic victory with uh, uh, a touchdown, essentially, as the clock was running out. <laughs> But it was just unbelievable, you know. I mean, we we had basically called the game. We had basically called the game, uh, Lauren and I. And uh, and as Ryrie came back and won, I mean, Jordan Lenz just just willed, you know, willed his team to a victory. And it, it was one of those things going into the game that we felt, you know, one of the strengths that that North has is that Lenz is able to hit the outside and then cut up the sideline, and that he wouldn't really be able to do that against Firth. Uh, because Firth was too quick on the edges, and uh, and true to form, he he wasn't able to get out there. But they adjusted their game plan for that, and they would cut him up, you know, sometimes through the C gap, uh, B gap, places like that, where he would, uh, you know, pick up some yards as well. But it was just, it was, uh, I mean, it was an absolute shocker. People were just stunned on both sides of the ball. Yeah, uh, because uh, North Fremont, of course, runs the football, and all of a sudden they are forced to basically abandon that and pass, which they haven't done a ton this year. And you're right, Jordan Lenz just was on the money with some of those late game throws. Yeah, so, three passes in that uh, in that final possession that led to a touchdown. That's right. So it, it was great, and he's got a good arm. It's just their biggest strength is in the run. Yep. So uh, what a win for North Fremont. And because of that, the Huskies get the first round by as we look at the 2A bracket now. And they will be the number two seed overall uh, because of their max preps ranking as well. Firth uh, gets dropped into the play-in game. But to be honest, you know, they're playing Aberdeen tonight uh, or Thursday night in Holt Arena uh, at five. I think at six o'clock, actually. So uh, I like Firth in that matchup. I mean, yeah, I think Firth. Yeah, I think Firth absolutely lays it to Aberdeen in that game. No, no offense to Aberdeen, but first just that much better. Uh, and then, you know, that gives us a matchup of last year's state championship game with Westside. And it gives us a matchup of a game that was 26 to 20 to start this season uh, between Westside and Firth. And I think Firth, uh, yeah, you know, of course, you, you know, you can't look too far ahead. But assuming they handle Aberdeen, as we think, um, I think Firth feels they could go in and beat Westside. Yeah, so so the two A is just like the three A bracket where they'll reseed the teams uh, after this opening round. So Firth will be probably like the three seed or the four seed. I didn't check super super closely. So uh, West Side is going to get whoever wins the league up north, Grangeville and St. Mary's. They're they're still playing the only regular season game that's being played this Friday. Lance is that one up north because yeah. they know that whoever wins the district gets a bye. So yeah, yeah. they're just going to settle that. Uh, West J also made it as an at large. We we kind of knew that was going to happen going in. They're the number nine seed. They're going to play the number eight seed Melba, who finished runner up in District Two. Uh, this is a tough matchup for West J. Yeah, but you know what? I think this is the game of the first round <laughs> or the okay. play in here. Uh, uh, I think I think it could be. I think West Jefferson uh, might step up and be able to win that. I mean, West Jefferson has played some tough, tough competition this year. I mean, I mean they play they play in a very good conference in the Nuclear Conference, and I think West Jay is a little more tested. Okay. All right. I'm leaning Melba there, but again, 
we'll I'll gladly own it if West J comes through and delivers a win. So uh, it's nice to see three teams get in from from District Six though um, to to represent there. So uh, finally, we'll we'll look at the eight man bracket super quick. Here's the one A D one. Butte County won that matchup with Grace last week to win the conference title. And again, you'll notice there's a slew of teams missing in that second round because everybody gets reseeded after these play-in games. So we just got to wait and figure out what's going on there. Grace uh, will, I mean, they're the home team, but let's be honest, uh, the rule in 1AD1 is if you're playing an opponent in the first round that's more than a district away, you've got to try to meet in the middle somewhere. So for Grace, any advantage they had being the higher seeded team is thrown out the window because they've got to travel to New Plymouth to play Potlatch in a first round game Friday at 2 p.m. That is a long trip for both of those schools. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that six is for both those teams. You know, you, you got to go on the road to do that. I think Grace, Grace is my dark horse in this in, in this tournament. Now, I believe Raft River will win this tournament, but Grace is my dark horse. That if anybody other than Raft River wins it, I think Grace is the one to step up and do it. However, Lapways looked pretty decent as well. Yeah, I, I don't know. This thing is. This kind of this thing is kind of wide open to me. Rath River barely beat Oakley last week. Prairie, of course, has been solid as always up north. Butte okay. County is a good team. Lapway, as you mentioned, and Grace. Uh, I'll 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 uh, give you credit, Lance. You've been on the Grace train from the beginning. I was a little more skeptical, and here is Grace setting themselves up for possibly a long playoff run. Yeah, yeah, great. And they started out um, miserable, zero and three. You know, I mean, we. Uh, or at least I was, I was really shocked with that more, more than disappointed. I was just shocked, you know, cause I expected so much more of them, but then they kind of caught fire. Um, I, uh, I covered the game on Idaho sports, their first win, uh, of the season. And, and, uh, and they really just kind of took the bull by the horns at that point. Yeah. And, and grace, you look at their record four and four Well, their four losses were to North gem 38, 30, who won their district in, in one AD two. And then their other three losses were to raft river, Oakley and Butte County, three of the yeah. top four teams. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's right. I, I think grace is very tested and, uh, I think we're going to see, see quite a bit out of them. Yeah. It all starts Friday at 2 PM at new Plymouth, uh, with a matchup against potlatch. 1AD2s, uh, this is the easy one. It's all predetermined. Everybody's already slotted in where they need to be. North Jeb won that game over Rockland to uh, win the title, so they're playing Camas County. Rockland finishes second. They're taking on Garden Valley. Water Springs, we talked about. They've been locked into that third-place spot for, for a couple weeks now, Lance, and now here it is. This is their chance. They're going to go to Castle Ford Friday yeah. at 7 o'clock to try and spring the upset. Yeah, yeah, they are. And, uh, uh, you know, what? Water Springs has to clear some things up in order to, to win a ballgame. They, they've struggled a little bit with their corners, uh, getting burned a little bit, and, and especially being able to tackle out on those perimeters because they've been very undersized with that. But Water Springs also has some good athletes that can, uh, you, know, you know, move them forward. I, I think that will, has the potential to be our best first-round matchup. Yep, I uh, I agree with that. So, uh, Water Springs at Castle Ford Friday night, seven o'clock. All right, those those are the football brackets, Lance. We'll see how right or wrong we were next week for the quarterfinal round. Right? That's right. That's right. It'll be and, fun as always. Of course, uh, we're we're gonna have a ton of games for you this weekend on IdahoSports.com, both audio and video. I think probably about seventy five percent of the games. Uh, we're, we're going to be able to bring to you in some form or fashion, which is pretty good because there's like, you know, almost 30 games going on around the state. So 
yeah, uh, if you want to see the list of games that we will be broadcasting for you this weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, just go to our website, idahosports.com, click on the game streams tab, and you'll see the full rundown of games that we will be broadcasting. So, Lance, this was a lot of fun. We'll uh, we'll do it again next week, all right? <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, for Lance Taylor, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning in to the East Idaho PrepCast brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, your source for pulse-pounding adrenaline sports apparel and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash your inner beast. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.